With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. This is Hour 1, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show, including Fritzy. This Thursday, a lot of things to talk about, and there is a football game tonight. Last week, I gave a homework assignment to Seton. I said, you got to watch the entire Patriots-Steelers game. Well, surprise, surprise, the Patriots ended up winning that game. It was entertaining. Somebody has to take the assignment tonight. It's a homework assignment. Marvin. Who is going to watch the Chargers at the Raiders? Easton Stick, Aiden O'Connell, you can expect some fireworks there. Now, it might turn out to be a close game. Doesn't mean it'll be a good game. I got the Chargers getting three. Over, under, not exactly a shootout, 34 and a half. Feels like a 20 to 14, maybe Chargers driving late, trying to get a touchdown to win the game, and then they fall short with an interception. Yes, Todd? Must win for Antonio Pierce to have a shot at the uh, job full-time next year after that 3 nothing Vikings game. Well, we haven't heard much about that because when he won those first couple of games, we're like, all right, all right, Raider mentality. He grew up a Raider fan, and then we haven't heard much. And it's a 3 nothing final against Minnesota last week. So that's kind of cooled off here. Brandon Staley, he's trying to hold on to his job without his star quarterback there. But uh, Easton Stick, if you're a North Dakota State fan, you're all in on this. Paulie, this feels like this is your game to watch because you love Easton Stick. Yeah, it sounds like you're assigning it. So I'll do I have four quarters? Oh, no, I am assigning it. Okay, I'll take it. Four. I liked Easton Stick, one double A. Yeah. Yeah. All four quarters, though, right? Yes, all four quarters. All right, I'm in. Yes. And, uh, you know, write a paper and oh. then be ready to go tomorrow. Full breakdown of the game. And I want you to write down some comments that Al Michaels has to say because I always feel bad for Al, sort of bad for Al on Thursday night because there are times when Al, I think, is honest with the audience, maybe a little too honest. I don't know if he's like, uh, Herbie, my man, this is, uh, we're in for a ride tonight. Herbie, my boy. (laughs) Does anyone want to win tonight? Yeah, okay. So Al has become uh, as interesting as the game itself sometimes, where you're just listening and then you're kind of reading between the lines there. But uh, Al Bino and uh, Hermione. on the game. Can we bring your dog into the booth for a little while just to kind of take things off the game? Thank you, Tom. Well, All right, 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. Yesterday I had a flannel shirt on that you can order. Today I got another flannel shirt that you can order as well. danpatrick.com. 
Got some tailgate moonshine there. Still some great gifts in time for the holiday season. All right. Coming up, Nick Wright, our good buddy from Fox Sports. We'll uh, talk to him. We'll check in with the Patriots, with Bill Belichick. And it's kind of all quiet on the New England front. It was a, felt like there was a little bit of a groundswell. And then all of a sudden, it's like uh, nobody's talking about this. Bill's not talking about this. Other reporters haven't been talking about this. The person who broke the story is not talking about this. I'm like, hmm. Maybe everybody's on lockdown here. Yes, Eaton? It's always so interesting to me when there's certain stories and you can't tell the origin of it because everybody's taking credit for breaking it. As we told you, this is what's happening. And then there are other stories where it's like, no, he said it. This is very much one of those, no, 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 he said it stories. (laughs) It's like when your mom comes in and there's four of you, four brothers, and then she's like, all right, who did it? And then say, he did it. He did it. No, no, he did it. That's the feeling you get with the Patriots is not exactly uh, taking victory laps here. As Tom Curran has reported. (laughs) Yeah, this is where the other reporters are crediting Tom Curran. Usually it'll be like, uh, uh, according to NBC Sports Boston. Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. Now it's uh, Tom Curran. Tom Curran, who's covered the team for quite some time. Tom Curran has said. This program brought to you by Discover. They want everybody to feel special. That's why Discover has a card that uh, gives you access to 24-7 customer service as well as $0 fraud liability, which means never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. Good morning if you're watching on Peacock. Thank you, our streaming partner, radio affiliate, uh, Fox Sports Radio, also iHeartRadio as well. So, Football game coming up tonight, Chargers at the Raiders. Wild scene last night, Pacers and Bucks. Now, we were looking forward to the rematch because Pacers knocked out the Bucks in the in-season tournament, and that's when you had Tyrese Halliburton doing a little Dame time, and we thought, oh, is Dame going to go off for 50? No, but Giannis is going off for 64, and he wanted his basketball. Here is uh, Giannis, and uh, the reporter has the question. And then Giannis's answer of, he wanted the basketball, the Pacers took the basketball, a staffer took it, and Giannis was trying to go into the locker room to get his game ball. You thought they had the game ball. That's why you ran after them in the time. I knew they had the game ball. I don't I didn't think I have, they had the game ball. I knew they had the ball. First of all, you cannot. I, I don't know how it works, but um, I assume, like, I cannot just... Walking in any arena that I play and just take the ball. Like, Dame was fifth of all time. I scored 60. At the end of the day, like, the ball that uh, they gave us, I offered it to Dame. Like, I scored 60. He scored multiple times 60. He scored 70, and, the, you know, uh, he should have the ball. Okay. Here's the Pacers head coach, Rick Carlisle. What happened at the after the game was unfortunate. There's a misunderstanding about the game ball. It was Oscar Shibwe's first NBA, official NBA point, so we always get the game ball. We were not thinking about Giannis's franchise record, so we grabbed the ball and a couple of minutes later, several of their players ended up in our hallway. I don't think any punches were landed, but my general manager got elbowed in the ribs by one of their players. Unfortunate situation. We don't need the the official game ball. There's two game balls there. You know, we could have taken the other one, uh, but it didn't need to escalate to that. I didn't know there were two game balls. 
I didn't know that you give a rookie the game ball after he scores his first point. Like baseball, you get your first hit, but there's 40 baseballs, 50 baseballs in the, you know, the uh, duration of a, a baseball game. There's one basketball that's there. And now you have two game balls. And then Giannis wants the game ball. He's still not even sure if he got the actual game ball there. Um, and I, I was not aware that this is what the Pacers do. I, I've never heard of somebody say, hey, I scored my first points. You know, can I take the ball and, uh, you know, let's take it out of action here. Giannis doesn't realize it. Did he overreact? Yes. Yes, he did. It was embarrassing. I understand that it's already chippy. It got chippy. And, you know, the Pacers think that, hey, let's go after the Bucks. You know, we're on equal footing with them. And then all of a sudden, Giannis goes for 64 and then wants the basketball and then thinks that, you know, the Pacers are being petty, chippy, and they take the ball away from him. You could have had a staffer go in there. And, and maybe he tried that, but you're running down the hallway? I mean, come on. Really? Running down the hallway to get the basketball? Just have somebody go over there. Maybe an assistant coach. Maybe a head coach goes to Rick Carlisle. Maybe you do something like that. But you don't want your star player running down you know, the hallway trying to go into the locker room to get the basketball. was entertaining, though. I mean, put up 64 as well. But even in the beginning, Tyrese Halliburton dunks, and then he's walking back. He doesn't say anything to Giannis, and then Giannis bumps him. So it was going to be something last night. But he wanted to, he wanted to make sure he stepped on the gas, and he did last night and putting up 64. But I don't know how often you get the basketball. And I know this is a team record. Look, would I want the basketball? Sure. But I had never heard of, hey, the rookie scored his first points. Did, did Victor Wambayama get a basketball when he scored his first points? I don't know. Never heard of him. And if the Pacers have a nice tradition, great. Oscar Sheway gets his basketball and he scored his first point. Okay. It just happened to coincide with, you know, Giannis going for 64. But I'd never heard of that. Yeah, Paul. Also, it was a free throw, Sheway's first point. It wasn't his first basket. If I'm Giannis, I, I slice that one up and go, didn't even score on it. Well, us. does he get one for his first basket? Yeah, is that separate? Yeah, I'm going to guess. You have two basketballs I, up there. What's that for? Well, my first free throw, and that's my first basket. I agree, though. I agree with you on this one. Like, I don't like Giannis's actions, but I agree with his little bit of anger, a little bit of anger, because like, he was thinking in a moment that some – Pacer, staffer, or player just took the ball and took off with it. He's like, oh, that's, that's my ball. But then... What are you going to do when you go into the locker room? Like, you you can't do that. You're Giannis. You're better than that. <laughs> it's a... Okay. His brother's running. Yeah, I know. I know. This is full court press off the court. Yes, Eden. To me, scoring your first points is way more worth the, getting the game ball than putting up 60. Mm, let's uh, maybe, maybe ask that in the poll question. Maybe poll question. First points or a, uh, somebody scores a team record points. How, how many times are you going to how many times are you gonna score your first point in the league? It might be like the best thing that this kid ever does to me. That's way worth it. Giannis's actions 
for me, had a lot of do you know who I am-ism. <laughs> Giannis probably has 400 game balls already. Maybe not quite that many, yeah. but I'm sure he's got an entire room dedicated to all of his greatness. Uh, and, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, 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 I might be going out on a limb. It's a little, it reeks a little bit of buying into your own importance. Yes, Paul. The IT team may have to look into this. I've got Oscar Sheway's uh, game log. He was the big guy at Kentucky for a couple of years. I remember him. So a couple days ago, uh, he played in his first NBA game, a loss to the Lakers. It says here he's one for two from the free throw line. It says here he scored a point. I'm going to check this, but this is ESPN.com's uh, game log uh, of the player. This yeah. is shocking. This is. And now. <laughs> but if Oscar Sheway scored a free throw against the Lakers, then his free throw against the Bucks was not his first career point. Yeah. Checking. And then they might have been taking that basketball to spite Giannis. Yes, Marvin. But wait, it was in the in-season tournament, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, does so that count? That, it's that, even bigger. So that may not count. No, those games are simultaneous, simultaneously in the in-season and the season records. Yeah. So do both of those balls go to Springfield? <laughs> she always got two balls. We can confirm. <laughs> Okay, but I, I'm just curious. Did, we don't know that. Does Victor Wambayama have the basketball from his first two points? He doesn't play for the Pacers. <laughs> does Buddy Heal? Well, he didn't start his career there. Reggie Miller, does he have? Well, Rick Carlisle was, you know, not the uh, not the coach then. So he changed the culture. I don't know. It'd be I, wild if Rick Carlisle got up there and just straight up lied. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what we're saying. Well, but these he, aren't he his got, first points. He got up there and 100% lied. It was just like, oh, yeah, the game ball thing, we always do that. Just so he could be like, yeah, we were trying <laughs> to steal his game ball. That would be wild. That would be a massive reputation hit if he was okay. lying about something. So when petty. do the Bucks play the Pacers again? Because it'll be in Indiana. Like, yes, Marvin. New Year's Day. Are you sure? Yep. Oh, okay. And then they played him again January 3rd. Oh, so it's like a home and away, well, a home and home, back to back. Okay, yeah, yes, Todd. When Rick Carlisle referred to the miscommunication. Should he have taken the high road at the end of that soundbite we played and said, you know what? If it means that much to him, I understand the importance of it. You know, there's two game balls. We'll give our guy the, you know, the other ball, and we'll make sure we get it right and get to. Or is it because of the behavior? Well, that's of the what, Bucks he, that's what he said. He's going to give him the right ball. Well, that's who not knows what, what the right ball is? Well, Giannis swears that that's not the right ball. It didn't oh, feel like God. the ball. And maybe it's because of the post-game behavior that's now the Pacers are like, you know what? Screw them. We're not going to give him the game ball because of the way they act. Yes, he... Yeah, I was going to say, that's exactly what Rick Carlisle said. We don't care that much about it. There's two game balls. We could split them. Yeah. It's like verbatim what he said. Yeah. Like, who cares? Like, here, you want it? And Rick saying that, uh, you know, he didn't realize that. You know, the Bucks didn't realize that the Pacers give their rookie the game ball. I've never heard of that. We should text, like, a current... Like a like Richard Jefferson or someone we know who's recently in the NBA and say, is that a thing? Ask ask JJ Redick. See if that's what did he does he have the basketball from his first points? Yes, he it's possible that in that game on uh December 9th against the Lakers, when Oscar Shibway scored his first point, yeah. Uh Anthony Davis happened to put up thirty seven and he got the game ball because he just needed another one. So right, over, oh. total oversight. Okay. I just no, I love, I'm getting that one because uh I just had another I had great 37. game, so I want this one. So yeah. By the way, AD had a really nice night against Victor Wambayama, but so did Victor Wambayama. There was one moment where AD breaks him down off the dribble, goes in and dunks on him. And people are like, whoa! You know, Wambayama's still figuring it out, and he is for, you know, the next couple of years. But when he does, look out below.
But, you know, the, pay, the, the Spurs are bad. I mean, not as bad as the Pistons, but the Spurs are really bad. 18 straight losses for uh, the Pistons or 18 straight losses for the Spurs? For the Spurs. The Spurs have the, the second longest losing streak in the NBA right now. <laughs> the Pistons are on top at 21. Unbelievable. And I thought, okay, you got a young team. You got a really good coach in Monty Williams. They're paying him a lot of money. And it's like, okay, here, let's start to see the Pistons. No. Yes, Mark. What's the attitude walking into like practice? Like, oh, all right, guys, let's. Um, Come let's, on now. Yeah. Let's get excited. Or like pregame. Yeah. Where it's like, hey, we're playing the Bucks. Just... Hey, let's try not to lose by double digits. Who's with me? Ready, break. When a team is that bad, do more victories count? Like, you know, we played them really hard in the first half, guys. I'm thinking if you're giving a pep talk that, like, hey, I, I like our hustle. <laughs> I, I always remember, you know, coach would say, hey, I like our hustle. Uh, you know, we'll get them next time. Like our hustle. You know, don't lose that spirit. That was sort of what you got because then, you you know, you end up losing by double double digits. But I like that spirit. Never, hey, you never quit. I'm like, okay, good. All right. Yeah, more. That's like when somebody who was growing up poor and they say, man, we didn't have a lot of money, but we were rich in love. That means we were really poor. (laughs) All right. We'll talk to Nick Wright. He'll join us uh, coming up. Draymond Green suspended indefinitely. This is the NBA's version of the commissioner's exempt list in the NFL. But, um, you know, I think everybody's sort of looking at everybody else and blaming everybody else. The Golden State Warriors are to blame. Draymond Green may not be able to control himself, but Golden State should have been able to control Draymond a little bit more than they have. And the fact that you knock out a teammate and you don't get suspended, and instead you get a four-year, $100 million contract? I mean, it's like somebody coming in, you've allowed your kid to eat candy all the time, and then somebody comes in and says, you're not going to eat candy anymore. It's like, "Uh, mom and dad said it's okay, you know, babysitter. That's what's happened. They've, al- they've enabled Draymond Green because at the end of the season, he's usually there and they're playing in big games. Well, good luck the next four years because this is not going to be pretty at Golden State. All right, we'll take a break. Just getting started. Phone calls always welcome. 877-3DP-SHOW. Operator Tyler is standing by, and we'll uh, settle in on that poll question as well. We're back after this. Dan Patrick Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Paulie Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. Of course, you know us as the host of the number one rated show in all of sports talk, the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show. Yeah. Now, the suits at Fox Sports Radio gave us this airtime because they wanted us to tell you how great our show is. Why? Yeah, instead of us doing that, let's just let our millions of fans do the talking. Yeah, play the tape. You don't know crap about sports. I mean, why am I even on this crap? Whoa, 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 whoa. That's the wrong tape. Wrong tape. Just forget that. Look, listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. 
And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories. For 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Before we get to Nick Wright, we do have a scoring update on Oscar <laughs> Shwewe because <laughs> I, he scored a point last night, and the Pacers wanted to give him the game ball because those were the uh, first points that he's ever scored in the NBA. And then we realized that he did score a free throw against the Lakers in the in-season tournament. Paulie, what is the scoring update with Oscar Shwewe? According to the rules, the official NBA rules of the in-season tournament, the players' stats do not count towards their season stats. So officially, Oscar Shwewe's... Uh, <laughs> One point against the Lakers on Saturday night does not count for him. However, what would you consider your first pro point? First point as a pro. The basket against the Lakers. What would you and the Lakers? Yeah, because he was beginning paid. Because he, he on- can say, my first point, oh, it came against LeBron and the Lakers. But your preseason stats, while you're also being paid, still wouldn't count. No. Those technically would be your first paid buckets. Yes, but they don't count for your stats. Much like the in-season tournament? Is that what we're landing on But the, on games, here? the games count in the in-season tournament. I feel, Oscar Sheboy, it's just, 
It's his first points. It means something. It's some special. You're never going to get your first points again. <laughs> he's averaging, he's been two games, Dan. He's averaging one point per game. Just want to update you. Okay. All right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Stat of the day. Uh, Nick Wright, host of First Things First on Fox Sports 1 and the podcast, What's Right with Nick Wright on iTunes and YouTube. Do you remember players getting a basketball after they've scored their first points? Never heard of it. I haven't either. Never heard of it. I mean, either. Uh, I mean, maybe we. What do you do for teams that have multiple rookies in game one? Cut it in half, like like you know. I, I was going to say like Samson, but that's his hair. Who's the king? The king that had to cut the baby in half? I don't remember. Uh, I don't know what you do. So yeah, I've never heard of it. I'll also the in season tournament final because the in season tournament does count for your stats, but the final itself oddly does not because it's an eighty third game, which is probably something they need to adjust. But those from a holistic perspective, are your first points. The whole thing seems nonsense. Also, I, you, my biggest takeaway from it, Giannis is on edge. Like, I know that they're 17-7. and seven. I understand he just obviously had an unbelievable game. I, I guess I had two takeaways. One is, this is actually sign of success from the in-season tournament because the Pacers and Bucks have, like, real friction now. You know what I mean? They played in a meaningful game. Indiana won. And so now that is like a budding potential rivalry. So I like that part of it. I don't think that happens without the in-season tournament. Obviously, LeBron doesn't get to his fifth ring. Just one shy of Michael <laughs> now with the in-season tournament. But uh, also, the their Giannis, I think I think the Bucks thought this was going to be more seamless. And I have real concerns about Milwaukee's ability to guard anybody. Obviously, Giannis is great. And Dame is... Very, very good still. I don't know if he's great still, but I think that was more of the canary in the coal mine of all this, that Giannis is maybe more uneasy than we, we've seen him at this point in the season before. Yeah, I was really surprised that you could have done it in with a little bit more decorum of, hey, I would like to have that basketball. He's not aware that the Pacers have a tradition, I'm guessing. But, I mean, he's chasing somebody down as if somebody has you know, punched him. They've just gone after a basketball. And yeah, Draymond wasn't even at the game, no, so that's no. not going to happen. Have you checked in with your dear friend Reggie Miller about is this actually a Pacers tradition? You guys are talking about calling J.J. Redick. J.J., you call J.J. Redick, he's just going to talk about how all sports television shows suck and how we just need to dissect what Horn's action is. Instead, you should call Reggie and ask him. Well, it's early. It's early on the West oh, okay. Coast for Reggie before I ask yeah, him that. So. But this might be a tradition with Rick Carlisle's Pacers. That would well, be. then we need to call, call Dirk. It's late in Germany. <laughs> See if he had the tradition going on in Dallas. I don't know. Call somebody that would know. Uh, it feels like the Draymond Green suspended indefinitely is like the commissioner's exempt list in the NFL. So it felt like a cop-out to me. I want to see how many games it is. Because I would have liked how many games it ends up being. I would have liked it. It felt like once again, and now this, I'm going to sound like an old man, where Adam Silver is taking too soft of a touch. Like he's going through some things. He needs some help. All of that might be true. He also three times his last 26 games has executed various UFC moves on players on the court and four times in the last 15 months. I, Dan, you know how like when they show you 
hey, here are the, the in the last two years, the 40-point triple-doubles in the NBA, and it's all just Luka and Jokic's names on an eight-man eight list. If we were to be like, hey, in the last two years, here are the four most violent acts in the NBA, just four Draymond things. And the uh, he even if he's going through things, even if he needs help, I personally would have liked it to say he is suspended for at least X, pardon me, X amount of games, and the suspension will be indefinite post that until he carries out these benchmarks. Because I I don't say this euphemistically, he is by the literal definition out of control. And one other thing, his post-game explanation does not jive with the punishment. The, or the whatever we want to call it. The post-game explanation was, I did not mean to do that. That is not, if that is, if, if we are going to take you at your word, which is very, very hard to do, then the help he needs is either acting classes or some calisthenics exercises to be more limber, not what they are referring to. So I, the whole thing stinks to me. And yeah, I feel badly for Steph, but I blame the war, the Warriors, Dan, really prioritized ring night the way I guess the Pacers prioritize first basket basketballs and they never punished him for the Jordan Poole thing which derailed not only that season we that thing's got a long tail yeah. it might have derailed Draymond it might have ruined Jordan Poole's career I I don't know like it whole thing stinks yeah I I think it's the blame starts with the Golden State Warriors they have been enablers and to the highest degree, the fact that you knock out Jordan Poole, you don't get suspended. You get awarded a four-year, $100 million contract. Draymond knows whatever I do during the regular season, okay, but you know I'll be there in the postseason. Well, that's not the case anymore. In the next four years, you have him and that personality before he takes over for Charles Barkley on TNT. But So a couple things. One, So let's talk about the second thing you said first. It, am I am I just too you know reactionary right now to say these things are greatly hurting his ability to do exactly that take over for Charles Barkley on TNT like that Draymond by the time we get there will the contemporary NBA fan when they hear Draymond Green will they think man one of the greatest defensive players ever. Uh, the second or third most important cog in a true dynasty, or will they think lunatic? And so I, the the to me that is that is more in flux than previously. Maybe. And to your yeah. point, yeah. to to your point that you know, but I'll be there for the playoffs. I I'm good in the playoffs. Not if you cost your team making the playoffs. Like, the Warriors are in real trouble now. Oh, no, I'm talking they, about previous years. Yes. Now it's caught up to them because he's. this is his personality. And now all of a sudden, you know, they're not going to be there in May and June. Also, I, I would be remiss to not – I'll just be totally honest. I don't have this full thought completed, and that's, you know, risky to ever just go ahead and live with it. But Jordan Poole's – 80 pounds lighter than him, much smaller. And then the three guys in the last year he's attacked are European players. He, he doesn't, he, and I'm not, listen, I'm not saying there is anything intrinsic about European players, but I do think that 
that would be an odd statistical coincidence given the percentage of players that are European versus otherwise. I just don't, ever since he slapped LeBron in the groin area, I haven't seen him do any of that. He shoved Donovan Mitchell from behind. Like, where's the Draymond Green, you know, squaring up with Paul George? Where's the Draymond Green? He kicks Steven Adams, who's a big, strong guy, but he kicked him in the groin. Where are the instances? Draymond just strikes me as, you know, at least potentially fraudulently tough. Obviously tough defender, great player, and all those things. But the extracurricular stuff, None of it has seemed like a fair fight. And even if you take the European stuff outside of it, you have Sabonis laying on the ground. You have Gobert not looking at him. And you have Nurkic having no idea this is coming. None whatsoever. None of it is, you know, kind of a fair fight, so to speak. Yeah, he's cowardly tough. Cowardly tough. Yeah, that's how I feel. Uh, We're talking to Nick Wright, host of First Things First on Fox Sports 1 and host of What's Right with Nick Wright on iTunes and YouTube. Let's recap your weekend with the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. What do you mean? What do you, how, how do you, I, how how you I feel? dealt with it? Yeah, you, re- oh, okay. you recap. You recap. How, oh, how you, you recap. You, oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, you recap. I misunderstood. Yeah, you um, recap your weekend with your Chiefs. So I do not believe in blaming the officials, uh, and I will not in this case. I understand the anger towards them, though, from Mahomes and Andy. And everyone, in my opinion, including, you know, t- recently, I think the commissioner is missing the anger. The anger is not Kadarius Tony was not lined up offsides. The anger was, as credit to Dan Orlovsky, as he pointed out, he was lined up offside six times in that exact spot throughout the game. The next night on Monday Night Football, Jalen Waddle a couple times was lined up offsides. We we saw this. There is a reason that Andy had coached 25,172 plays prior to that one. It had never been called because either the refs don't care about it or when they first see it, they do give you a warning and you then adjust. And I folks rolled their eyes at that. And the analogous NFL situation that I would use is we watch every week football, the play clock, get to zero. You could take a screenshot. It's at zero. The ball is not snapped. But everyone understands for some weird reason, you actually get like zero minus 0.7 seconds. Like you get an extra beat to snap it. If you have been operating like the, that the entire game, and then a team with a minute left, the moment it goes zero, you throw the flag, and you're like, hey, Rules are rules. I would understand the frustration. And lastly, because there is, I think, a bit of misinformation out there, because the NBC broadcast after the game, they were like, yeah, it was called once two years ago, twice last year, but it's been called 11 times this year. It's a point of emphasis this year. That's wildly misleading, because I looked it up. Prior to this week's football, it had been called 11 times. Eight of them were on offensive linemen in those tush-push situations where lining up a little offsides is a massive advantage, and that is a different, unique circumstance. It had been called three times on wide receivers all year. So I get the frustration, and I also, I'm old enough to remember Tom Brady streaking after officials into the tunnel on Monday Night Football. Like, competitive guys can get fired up and upset, so I... I'm not mad at Mahomes about it. And I think, I think I'm the last one left that the Chiefs will be fine. But I, 
it was a tough circumstance paired with the previous week when everyone agreed it was pass interference and the Chiefs took the high road to a man on it. Yeah, I give Mahomes a hall pass. Not that he needs one from me, but, you know, in the moment this play is erased, he's not quite sure why it's erased. Uh, you know, he's angry. There's passion. Um, I'm not sure why they didn't call it the other times. Um, uh, the fact that you don't look over and you check with the official just so he can give you acknowledgement, uh, which he didn't do. It's a mistake. Do. Yes. It's a total mistake, and the Chiefs have to own it. And it is a symptom of the overall bigger thing that has plagued them all year, which is wide receiver lack of attention to detail. You know what I mean? So that's why, and I should say this just to be fair, I think they the defense had been playing great after the first couple of drives. I think they would have stopped the Bills. But that would it wasn't four seconds left in the game. It was a minute 15. They would have been up four. So the Bills could have driven down the field and still won the game. So there were other factors there. And yes, the Chiefs need to be sharper about it. But this whole, the, the immediacy of, oh my God, it was an obvious call. You have to make that call. That's nonsense. That's still, I think, folks upset about how the Super Bowl ended who think the Chiefs owe the league multiple calls throughout the course of the season. Maybe. I understand the Chiefs with the in interference uh, at Lambeau. But, you know, there are a couple other things. Imagine if Kelsey throws that ball or it gets knocked down. What would we be talking about in that moment? Because you're in field goal range right there. So he'd yeah. be throwing that ball and almost got knocked down. The other part of it that's more alarming for me is if you watch Tony – First of all, you don't need to be all the way up on the line of scrimmage. You're not going to the end zone. He only went 10 yards and did it down and out. And then he's open, and Mahomes doesn't throw, and he gestures back like, and then his head goes down, and then he stops, and then Travis has this unbelievable play. He's wide open, then he goes into the end zone. The body language with Tony was more disturbing, and, and he has not played well. And there's a reason why the Giants gave up on him. So that would be a, a bigger issue with that. If you look at him and the body language on that play, he would get credit for being a heads-up play, but really it wasn't. You don't think he knew Travis was going to do that and was playing possum? Like, no. Like, oh, I'm going to get him. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're not going to pay attention to me right now if I look like I'm angry at Mahomes. 5D chess. Um, no, I totally agree with you. Yeah. I mean, the and listen – I, I will say this. I I am shocked at the amount of revisionist history that's going on with the Tyree Kill trade right now. They won the Super Bowl. They were the highest scoring team. They had the league MVP. They scored 38 in the Super Bowl. And it allowed them to build out this defense. I would do that trade again. But I would also be lying if I didn't say I watched Monday Night Football and watched DeAndre Hopkins be the best player on the field at various points yeah. and say that would have been nice. Yeah. Like, the, you know what I mean? And he was available, was not so crazy expensive. They could have made that work. They chose to want to prioritize the development of Tony, Sky Moore, and the kid who I think is excellent, Rasheed Rice, the kid they drafted this year. They wanted them to get the snaps. They wanted them to get the reps so they didn't go prioritize an aging wide receiver, that does appear to be a mistake. There's no way around it. It's great to talk to you. I miss you. I, I thought so. you were mad at me or something. You guys, you know, you guys haven't had me on in quite some time. I don't know what's going on. Um, busy. I, but you're, you're usually busy. 
Like we, we no, tr- I, you know, we try sometimes, and then you got a podcast, and then you got other things going on, and, we and I always want to be respectful. I find, I find a way to do it, okay. and it's less about our professional relationship than our personal relationship. Which the last time uh, I text you, I was talking about taking you to dinner, and you just responded with a thumbs up emoji, but no date, no time, no confirmation. So you know, it's still just floating out there in the ether. At some point, I yeah, assume. but you have to take more of an initiative, not just dinner. You have to say, uh, dinner at this restaurant, how does this sound? Like, if you're going to date somebody, what you, what you, you wouldn't my girlfriend? go. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, you wouldn't go, no. dinner? You yeah, would say. Yeah, because I'm not trying to sleep with you, Dan. I'm trying to talk sports and have a bottle of wine with you. I, I don't think I need to woo you, but maybe I've misplaced the relationship. Eh, nothing wrong with being wooed. Just saying. Okay, goodbye. All right, I'll talk see you, buddy. To you later. Yeah. That's Nick Wright. Host of First Things First on Fox Sports 1 and his podcast, What's Right, with Nick Wright on iTunes and YouTube. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games, like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win, or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well, if you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. 
Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Don't know why I got caught up with uh, rookies who have had at least 30, 10, and 5 blocks in a game. Victor Wambayama did that last night. Uh, and one of the players who did it was Mark Jackson, M-A-R-C, and he did it uh, with the Minnesota Timberwolves is where he did that. He also played for the Golden State Warriors. Eric Dampier and Adonal Foyle were uh, were there. And <laughs> very random of you for the Warriors. Is did he did he did he play against the Warriors? Is that what it was? Um, but he also played for the Warriors as well. So he played for the Warriors in a game against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Is, do I have it right there, Marvin? He played as a member of the Warriors, and he did it against the Minnesota Timberwolves. <laughs> okay. So Mark Jackson is better than Kevin Garnett. Go ahead. Okay, thank you. Mark Jackson. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Greg Bedard, the uh, founder, editorial director of BostonSportsJournal.com, covered the Patriots for a long time with Sports Illustrated, Boston Globe. Where do we stand on all this situation with uh, Bill Belichick and the Patriots uh, with this report that Tom Curran had this week? Uh, Dan, it's a good question. Um, you know, my my personal feeling and um, look, this is this is a story that uh, is going to be held very close to the vest, um, you know, between Robert, Bill and Jonathan. Um, nothing definitive that I've heard uh, from inside or outside the building um, points one way or the other. I certainly have my feelings on this and I don't necessarily think it's the case that um that the Colts game was sort of the the final straw. I mean, this has been going on for a couple of years. And, and you got to think, even even with the Colts loss, and it would be natural for the Crafts to sit and think about this decision during the bye week after that game, uh, possibly meet with Bill. I Still, they were 2-8 and eight at the time. Stranger things have happened in football where they, the Patriots could have won out at 9-8. and eight. Um you know, but I do think the die was cast at that point. I think it had been cast for a while. So I think that um, I think that both sides have an idea on what's going to happen. It's likely that that they will part ways um, after the decision. I just after the season, I just have a hard time telling you one way or the other how definitive it is. And I was just wondering if it's in the the personality of Robert Kraft to have had a meeting with Bill Belichick with this many games to go, and then he would give him a heads up. Like, hey, Bill, this is what this is what we're going to do at season end. I, I just I don't yeah. know their relationship, but that would surprise me if he's saying, Hey, instead of saying, let's talk about when the season's over with and then you yeah. know we can decide how we want to play this. That's normally their MO, Dan, is that they will get to the end of the season and they will come together. And and you know, there's a few different factors at play here. Um, number one, people ha- I think people underestimate how much last season ticked off the crafts. Um, they 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 were mad about what happened. They thought, okay, 
We dealt with the – we had a reset year with Cam Newton. Tom Brady went and won a Super Bowl with the Buccaneers. That really hurt. But it looked like things were going up for the franchise. Drafted Mac Jones in the first round. They signed uh, – they set a record in terms of the money they spent in free agency that year. They went 10-7. and seven. They went to the playoffs. Things were looking up. And then Bill made his decision with Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. And the reaction from the Crafts was – this doesn't make a lot of sense to us, Bill, but you've you've earned the right to make this decision. And when that that decision clearly was a mistake, uh, they were by the end of the season they were furious, and they needed to hear the right things from Bill at the end of last season, or else it might have ended there. Um, from what I understand, Bill said the right things. They were like, okay, he set a new course. He he admitted that uh, that he underestimated what the offense needed, how much Josh McDaniels had done for him, but he was he was willing to be open to corrections with Billy O'Brien. And so when they went into 20, 2023, if you look at all the tea leaves in terms of they have so many top-tier free agents that have not been extended. To me, it looked like, okay, the craft said to Bill, you, get your, you got your mulligan, okay? But if it doesn't work this season, you got a chance to, to put it on its right tracks. If it doesn't work this season, we all know where this is going. Leave 2024 to somebody else. We'll make that decision when we get there. How attractive is this job? Well, <laughs> uh, it's a good question. I mean, I, in terms of the crafts, the franchise, the stability, you know, y- you got to look at it. I mean, you know, they've hired two coaches in, in their ownership tenure. Pete Carroll, who uh, – if I recall correctly, lasted about three years and, you know, didn't do all that bad a job, but the, the crafts decided they needed more and they brought, they brought Bill in and, and Robert was just on NFL game day talking about stability. I mean, they do do a good job of that. They, they hire people, really smart people and let them go do their job. So in terms of the stability of ownership, what they're going to give you to do your job, I think it's an extremely attractive job. Now, are you getting into the quarterback and the roster and things like that? You know, that's nice, but that's not how a lot of these guys think in terms of jobs. They're, first of all, there's one of, there's only, you know, one of 32 jobs in the world. And then, then you look at ownership and it doesn't get much better than the Patriots ownership. How attractive will Bill Belichick be on the open market? That is a good question. I, I think that, I think he'll have, some appeal to some franchises in terms of, you know, face value, bring uh, a sort of a credibility to a franchise, let's say like the commanders that is, you know, just nobody knows what their brand is. Bill is a, is a brand. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the national brand is better than the local brand in new England at this point. Um, I, I would be very interested to know, what he is open to in terms of structure. I mean, me personally, from covering him up close and watching his team up close, I would not be interested in giving him total control over an organization. The coach, the game planner, yes, I'm interested in that. Personnel control, salary cap control, how he constructs a roster, I'm not interested in that. Should be interesting the uh, next few weeks. And you got Kansas City with the Patriots coming up. Greg, we appreciate your time as always. Thank you. Anytime, guys. That's uh, Greg Bedard, founder and editorial director of BostonSportsJournal.com. He's covered the Patriots, used to be with Sports Illustrated and the Boston Globe.
Yeah, and oh, by the way, they got the Kansas City Chiefs coming to town, coming off a couple of bad to bad lo- uh, back to back losses here. Uh, Otto in Los Angeles. Hey, Otto, what's on your mind today? How you doing, Dan? Good morning to everybody. I uh, just had a bone to pick with you and then a couple of comments to, to Marvin. Um, I called you a couple of weeks ago concerning the Chargers and listening to your rant today is exactly what I was telling you a few weeks ago. And then you hit me with the Jerry Seinfeld, but they just beat the Jets, Otto. And I'm like, yeah, but they're still not a good team. And listening to what you're saying today is like, yeah, that's just the Chargers every year. Well, I don't know if I would acknowledge the Chargers being good because they beat the Jets. I I, I was probably joking about that, Otto. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That doesn't mean you're supposed to beat the Jets. You're the Chargers. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. What's uh, uh, what, and, what do you have? And for Marvin, uh, he said that in L.A., no one cares about the Chargers. Like the pickleball league is more important than Chargers. It's funny he said that the next home game is a Saturday, December 23rd game against the Bills, and they're giving out pickleball paddles. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Otto. Awesome. Yeah. Could you imagine other fan bases if they gave out pickleball paddles like Philadelphia or the Jets? Like, what could possibly happen? <laughs> Yes, Todd. That's why things like Bat Day are a thing of the past yes, when we used to go to the true. Yankees and Mets games. Yeah, they used to throw bats onto the field. Car Battery Day. They don't do that anymore, you know? Yes, Paulie. I just confirmed uh, Pickleball Day at the Chargers <laughs> game as journalists. And I also found that you could buy NFL-logoed Pickleball paddles, oh sets of two, yeah. with all 32 teams. Great. Just in case. Yep. For the shopping, you know. That's great. Last minute. Yep. Yeah, Pickleball. Jeremy in, Tex- uh, Jeremy in Texas. Hi, Jeremy. Hey, guys. How's it going this morning? Hey, man. So, question is, is this possible? So, Dak Prescott's in the in the running for the MVP. He's kind of in that in that category and that talk talk about. Uh, Brandon Aubrey just broke a record for NFL most uh, by a rookie. Most field goals made consecutively. Could he be rookie of the year? And... With Deron Bland doing all the pick sixes, could he be defensive player of the year? Could you have three awards going to the Dallas Cowboys? Well, you won't get Bland as the defensive player of the year. It'll be Micah Parsons. Right now, he's your uh, overwhelming favorite. Uh, Bland has been great uh, with pick sixes, but Micah Parsons, I believe, is the leading candidate right now. Um, And Dak for the MVP. Yeah, Paul. Rookie of the year right now, there's a couple. C.J. Stroud's way up there. Puka Nakua, the Rams. Jamar Gibbs, Bijan Robinson. Those are the top guys. Uh, Devon Achan. Yeah. So there's a lot of people. But a kicker, you know, if, if you look at what how much he's overachieved for the Cowboys this year, he, he's changed what they can do in games. What if he's perfect for the regular season? Perfect. And this has been a real problem trying to find a consistent kicker in Dallas for a while. And now you get a rookie who played soccer in college, and he is 30 for 30, and he can kick it from 60. In in fact, he said when he was uh, with us earlier this week that he could kick it 72 yards. But this is what you're going to need in the postseason. Going to be a game that comes down to, is our kicker going to make it, or is their kicker going to make it? 
C.J. Stroud, I think, is the overwhelming favorite to be the rookie of the year. Uh, Michael in uh, Fort Wayne. Hey, Michael, what's on your mind today? Hey, Dan, thanks for taking my call this morning. Just uh, one quick comment regarding the game ball brouhaha. Uh, Both sides of the story remind me of parents who go overboard collecting stuff with their first kid. They just collect everything. First painting, first haircut, hair, first burp cloth. And then by the time they have their third kid, they realize they actually don't want all that crap. (laughs) All right. A burp cloth. Burp cloth. I don't think we uh, saved that. I save a lot of things. I don't think I saved a... I did save my kids' artwork. All of it. Framed it. Yeah. But that's just because I, you know, I'm, I'm now a hoarder. You're a collector of I'm art. A, I am it's a collector of art. Collector. Yes, I but am. But you're curating their... Yes. You go up and down the hallways, though, and critique their art style. You're like, that really was not an impression. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The vision is good. The yeah. execution yeah. is yeah. spotty. Yeah. Uh, Johnny in Iowa. Hi, Johnny. What's on your mind? Hi. First time, long time. 5'10", swollen abs out to about 300 pounds. Swollen. I was calling about a Crappenberg State volleyball slogan. Okay. So they usually say bump, set, spike. Let's do dump, set, wipe. Nailed it. Thank you, Johnny. <laughs> Nailed it. Thank you. Thank you. You can get your Crappensburg State hoodie. Go to danpatrick.com. Uh, more on the Pacers and the Bucks game coming up after this. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Final hour on this Thursday, and it's the final day that we can guarantee delivery by Christmas Day, anything ordered at danpatrick.com, except moonshine. That's not guaranteed. Just letting you know. Sunday night, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens take on Trevor Lawrence and the Jags. That'll be 7 Eastern on NBC and Peacock. And that's one of those standalone games where you're looking at Lamar Jackson. If he has a really good game, now you move up a little bit in the MVP odds because right now it appears to be a two-quarterback race. It's Dak Prescott and Brock Purdy. Then it's Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, and Tyreek Hill. Football coming up tonight. Chargers are getting three against the Raiders. The over-under is 34-and-a-half. Anytime touchdown score, who do you have? Best odds to score a touchdown tonight at any time. Todd? Austin Eckler. He's second. Mm. Marvin? Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs, blue, 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 blue. Yes. Uh, Zamir White is in there, then Devontae Adams, Amir Abdullah, Oblomgada. That's not, that's his, it's Amir Abdullah. Yes, Pauline. I wonder if you could bet on, I'm sure you can, being scoreless at halftime. Oh, sure. I wonder what the odds on that are, what the plus on that is. Mm, you think it'll be scoreless at halftime? No, but it'd be a fun one to play with after last week with the Raiders. Mm. And the Chargers offense, not much better. Easton Stick. Ne- I would never besmirch it. Don't, don't bet against Easton Stick. Nope. nope. All right. Uh, so we've talked a lot about the Pacers. We've talked about the Bucks, the game ball, drama, all of that. We'll uh, do a little deeper dive here coming up. Um, your phone calls are always welcome. Poll question for the final hour of the program is going to be what, Seton O'Connor? Well, Dan, people still sticking with Giannis deserving that game ball 
over Oscar Shibway. Yeah, but Giannis didn't want the ball for himself. He uh, It's reported that he wanted it for Dame Lillard. Allegedly. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going by what was reported. You're going by what Todd reported. No, Todd Fritz. No, it's not Todd. Earlier. No, yeah. th- that journalists are reporting. Who? That uh, <laughs> well, we're going to talk to uh, one of those journalists. Is the uh, journalist with us, Todd? Any minute. Okay, any minute. Eric Name, the senior writer for The Athletic. He covers the Bucks. He was there when all the drama unfolded in the uh, bowels of the stadium, the arena there. Let's bring in uh, Eric, who joins us on the program. Help me understand here. Uh, okay, is it Giannis who wanted the ball for Giannis, or did Giannis want it for Dame Lillard? I mean, I think... Giannis wanted it for Giannis. I think when Giannis had a chance to talk about it a little bit, he also wanted it for Dame because he realized, you know, I have a a Hall of Fame teammate with me. He just had a historic night as well. So we need that game ball as well. Uh, But no, I think more than anything, Giannis knew that that was a franchise record, one that he one of the few franchise records at this point that he doesn't have. Uh, He wanted that basketball. He didn't have it and he needed to go chase it down. How much of a factor was it that it was the Pacers and the Bucks, given what happened with the in-season tournament game? I think the the Bucks definitely wanted to get that game back last night. The, the they've lost twice to the Pacers this year. The first game this year, Giannis had fifty four points, uh, and the Pacers were still able to come back from behind and and grab a win there. So uh, I don't think the Bucks enjoyed playing the Pacers all that much. I don't think they enjoyed the Pacers, uh, you know, having some fun at the Bucks' expense in the in season tournament. You know, Tyrese Halliburton is is fantastic, but he did the whole you know fake dame time kind of thing is it my time now instead of dame time and and you could kind of see that from the start of the game like at at the very start of this game Giannis gets a a tech he he delivers a forearm shiver to Tyrese Halliburton as Halliburton's going back up the floor so you can tell there's this kind of bad blood I don't want to call it a rivalry quite yet they haven't played playoff games like the Bucks have like full-on playoff rivalries with like a team like the Heat so it's not quite there yet, but yeah, it definitely has some of that. They're a little bit annoyed with with the little brother here, kind of trying to you know start something with the big brother. Where is the game ball? I mean, that all depends who you ask, uh, because after the game, like I'm sitting in the locker room, and Giannis is a thousand percent convinced that the ball that is in his possession sitting next to his locker is not the game ball from last night because every game i i mean i learned a lot about game balls in nba rules last night but before every game there's three balls so you have three balls out there the captains go out they pick one of them and then there's a reserve game ball but also from my understanding there should be a reserve to the reserve game ball so there should be three that are there uh so Giannis thinks the ball that was put in front of him in the locker room after the game is the reserve game ball and not the actual game ball. And his reasoning was, I played 37 minutes. I felt the ball throughout the night. I shot 32 free throws. I know what it feels like. That is not what the ball feels like. So while they are telling him this is the game ball, and you can watch, you know, uh, right after the game, the one of the buck security guards goes straight to the ref grabs the ball and from what i can tell 
gives it to someone that works for the Bucks, and then the Bucks have the ball in their possession. But 20 seconds later, Tyrese Halliburton has a ball in his hands. Giannis sees it and thinks that's the ball. So <laughs> honestly, it, it is all about who you believe at this point because there are a number of people that I guess can account for the ball for some portion of the night but can't account for the ball for other portions of the night, and now it is just who you believe. And this is one of the more ridiculous things I've ever covered in my time covering the league. Worst look for the Pacers or Giannis? Oh, that's interesting. Um. I mean, probably Giannis. Like, he is someone that's accomplished a lot. He's been through a lot at this point. He should probably, you know, not be allowing teams to kind of get underneath his skin uh, in this way. But at the same time, you know, whether or not the Pacers had the actual ball, once they're in the tunnel, they are yelling back to Giannis and all the Bucks players that have come along with them. Don't let him have the ball. You're not getting the ball. <laughs> so they enjoyed that, you know, whether or not they had it, they enjoyed that Giannis thought that they had it. So I, again, I don't know that anyone really comes up looking, uh, looking great after this one. Cause it truly is a pretty ridiculous situation. Okay. Did you do any reporting on the Pacers with their tradition that their rookies, when they score their first basket, they get the ball? Yeah. So that is something that they do, but because this story just it just keeps having more and more layers, it gets even more confusing because Oscar Shibwe technically scored before last night. Against the Lakers. Did, right, but he did so in the in-season tournament. So now we have to figure out, is that an actual <laughs> point? Because we're not sure how anyone's going to keep these records going forward because, one, we don't know if the in-season tournament's going to exist going forward. We don't know how long it's going to exist going forward. We don't know if it was an actual game or a not actual game or just an in-season tournament game. So what's in an official NBA point at this <laughs> at this point? What's in an official NBA ball at this point? Which one's the real one? Which one's the fake one? None of us know anything, Dan. That's all I know at this point. This is what I'm wondering. You know, now as we move on, when a rookie scores his first points, does he ask to stop the game so he can take the ball out of the game? So he does. There's no confusion in case somebody goes for, you know, 72 points in a game. I mean, honestly, let, let's just go MLB style. And, you know, after, <laughs> after every time out, we'll get a new ball in there. We'll scuff it up. We'll make sure that's okay. Oh if this is a free throw, you grab it, throw it back out, get a new ball in there. Like, what, let's just go for it, Dan. Do you think Giannis gets fined? Yeah, I think so. I, I don't think you can have the situation where, you know, you're running into a tunnel and making the scene. You know, when you were talking to Rick Carlisle after the game, he mentioned that uh, Pacers GM Chad Buchanan was in the tunnel and ended up getting bumped during that. Uh, Chad Buchanan confirmed with everyone that he's fine, and uh, I don't think it's going to be a serious injury. But again, just the, the look of it all, uh, a general manager kind of getting into – it's not a scuffle, but whatever, you know, some sort of physical altercation uh, with a player like, yeah, there's there's probably a fine coming. Can't wait until they meet, what, January 1st in Indiana? I mean, the beauty of it is it's January 1st in Milwaukee and then January 3rd in Indiana, a home and home, just I mean, it's going to be a lovely 48 hours. Okay. All the rivalry can be renewed, and we can figure it out all all over again. I can't. I truly can't wait. Thank you, Eric. We appreciate your time. I'm sorry, I have no answers at all. <laughs>
<laughs> Neither do we, Eric. Neither do we. Eric Name, the senior writer for The Athletic covering the Bucks. Yeah. Nobody ever said we had answers either. I ask questions. I don't have any answers. That's a good appearance by him. All right, some phone calls here. 877-3DP-SHOW. Uh, Nick in L.A. Hi, Nick. What's on your mind today? Hey, I just wanted to make a comment, see if anybody noticed about when Draymond dropped Nurkic. Nobody on the Suns moved a muscle towards that guy. I mean, we've seen a lot less, and everybody makes a big, giant, pushing, shoving freak out about it. That tells me a lot about how they feel about that dude in the locker room because no one came to him, no one got in Draymond's face. They just stood there and looked at it. Well, I think you got to be fair in retaliating. Uh, as soon as something like that happens, usually the assistant coaches turn to their bench and make sure they hold the players back. I don't know if that was the case. Uh, as far as teammates going up, what did they uh, you know, say or do to Draymond Green? It is a great point you bring up. But I think you, you're extra careful, I think, nowadays in going up and maybe you, you're inciting the, you know, this moment here. I was kind of surprised at the reaction by the Golden State Warriors bench. And even Steve Kerr is not really, he's not even looking at Draymond when it happens. And then all of a sudden realizes, I, I don't think anybody's ever surprised. Where they go, oh my God, did you see what Draymond? Now it's, yeah, did you see what Draymond did again? And now he's suspended indefinitely. And, and I don't know if it matters. Sometimes when you go, okay, the suspension has to matter. Is 15 games matter to Draymond Green? Is the 20 games? If, if he's suspended for 15 games, then you're basically saying, Golden State, you're not going to make the playoffs. 20 games, absolutely no chance. Does the league want to do that? Now, let me play conspiracy theorist here because the league loves Golden State because we still love watching Steph Curry play. Klay Thompson is not himself anymore. Uh, Draymond is, is interesting TV. I'm not going to say must-see, but he's interesting. Do you want to take him off the court? Do you want to take Golden State out of the playoff picture? You know, Is the punishment going to fit the crime here? Are they going to punish him even more? Is it a, a Ja Morant situation where it's like, okay, enough. Now we're going to sit you down. Does he need help? Did he need help before? So there's a, a few questions that I have with this. And I think the indefinite suspension, it's almost like the league is given a little bit of a hall pass. Now they can take in all the opinions that are going to be out there, all the writers that are going to be out there, analysts, this is what they did with John Moran. Everybody had an opinion. Everybody has an opinion on Draymond Green. You gather all that information, and then you go, 15 games. Plus, is the Players Association going to appeal this? Because your job is to protect the players, but you have to protect your players from Draymond Green while trying to stand up for Draymond Green's rights. Good luck with that. Uh, let me see. Mark in San Antonio. Hi, Mark. What's on your mind? Hi, Dan. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, you guys were uh, talking earlier about uh, Brandon Aubrey uh, as a possible rookie of the year, and it piqued my interest as far as kickers or place kickers as rookies of the year, and it's happened three times in the past, which I didn't realize. Mm -hmm. But the first time it happened was 51 years ago, 
What year was that? 51 years ago, 1973? 72. 72. 72, rookie of the year, a kicker. Okay. Yeah, Paul. Uh, Jan Stenerud? <clears throat> Anyone else? Jan was kicking, I think, before that. Yeah. Um, kicker? A, a young man out of an NAIA college from Poland. Oh, no, not Chester Markle. That is the man. Bloop, bloop, Dan. Damn it, Mark, that's too soon. No, it's, no, it's bad. No, no, I can't even give him a stat of the day on that. That's, that, that, that hurts. That hurts. And you know that hurts, Mark. Chester Markle cost me a, a bet. Packers, Bears. Okay, the other two kickers. The other two kickers. 1984, Philadelphia, Paul McFadden. I wouldn't have gotten that one. Nope. 1992, from Detroit, Jason Hansen. Yeah, I would have gotten Hansen. Okay. Well, thank oh. you, Mark. Thank you. Stat of the Day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Uh, Zach in Reno. Hi, Zach. What's on your mind today? Hey, good morning, Dan. Hey, man. Uh, I've got a gripe about NFL officiating. <laughs> Get so, in line. We all know that playing... <laughs> yeah. Get in line. So we all know that playing penalty-free defense in the NFL is next to impossible. It's sounding more and more likely that the NFL is going to ban a tackle called the hip drop tackle. I think this is going to be met with criticism that defenders are getting flagged for simply playing football. Just wanted to see if you had thoughts on this. Well, we're not going to be playing flag football. And, you know, the commissioner did talk about this type of tackle that we saw on Tyreek Hill. Uh, you know, it's like the collar, horse collar tackle. Now you have this, the hip drop. And the commissioner has brought this up. I, I just, I feel bad for defensive players trying to understand what they can and can't do, when they can do something, when they can't. You're flying at, you know, 100 miles an hour. And while we can watch something, even in real time, and go, oh, you should be able to adapt to the situation. It's so fast on the field. And then you see slow motion, and a defensive player sacking a quarterback is not thinking, man, I just want to crush him. It's, I need to tackle him, not land on him, be at the side of him, don't hit him up top, hit him in a, you know, an area the size of a mailbox. That's it. I mean, imagine playing that way, where you have to be instinctive, but you also have to be thinking in real time of, oh, did I lower my head? Can I lower my ah, I'm going to make helmet-to-helmet contact. It happens so fast. Yes, Marv. It feels like uh, holding a baby. Oh, wait, wait. No, no, no. Hold his head. Hold his head. All right. Bring him down. All right. All right. Now Swaddle a, him. Oh, take a nap. Okay. Swaddle him. All right. Yeah. Yes, Paul. So there's a tackle. They were showing us the other day. I think Van Pelt was showing it. There's a tackle towards the sideline where someone did a hip drop. Was it Hurts that got hurt? And so um, what else are you going to do? do you, you can't, uh, you can't uh, you know, pile drive him if you've got him in your hands. You, instead of slamming him like they used to do, now they do the hip drop because you can't slam him. It, it, you're, run, you're running out of moves. But it's not that we're getting closer to flag football. Um, it's, it's giving the defensive player at least a little bit of an advantage at some point. And they haven't done that. It's gone the opposite. And I think, to be fair, if I'm a defensive player, now this happened when I, back in the 90s when I was doing Sports Center, And I remember a, a, a defensive back told me, 
the only way that I can make Sports Center highlights is an interception, a sack, or I blow somebody up. And if you go back to the number of plays back then where defensive backs weren't trying to tackle you, they were trying to blow you up. They would just launch their body into you. Well, they've, they've taken just about everything out of this. When we see a big hit, we immediately assume somebody's going to get flagged for it. And, and, and it's not always the case, but it's, oh, my God, he had to do something illegal if it ended up like that. And sometimes it's just a great hit. I, I don't know how Ronnie Lott would play today. Don't. I mean, there's certain players that played on the edge. Uh, you know, Jack Tatum played for the Raiders. They, they couldn't. I don't know how they would play. I mean, they'd have to learn to play differently. But Ronnie Lott was going to hit you every single time he could. He wouldn't be able to do that now. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games, like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win, or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. The superbly versatile all-electric EQB from Mercedes-Benz. It's impressively techy and surprisingly roomy with available seating for up to seven. The vehicle is all-electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Learn more at mbusa.com slash EQB.